0: And we're back. MMA Log Talk, episode 20. Been a six-day hiatus, but your boy is back. Last episode we did was last Thursday. Obviously, no episodes on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Monday, I was on the way back from Montreal. Yesterday, I was spending pretty much all day, you know, getting my contender series breakdowns done with and then finally got the time today and energy today to get myself back in front of the, the usual setup that you guys are used to. If anybody tuned into the Contender Series episode uh, yesterday, again, pretty much right at the buzzer, right before the fights actually started, you guys noticed that you got a different view. Um, what you will notice is the, the Shogun Hua versus the Machida poster here. You could spot it from the other setup as well. But that is what my desk setup normally looks like is when I'm sitting at my desk. Actually, they're here. I have a makeshift desk that I just pull in front of me and I get together. So I still have this beautiful background behind me. But uh, yesterday, you guys got to see a little bit behind the scenes of what the studio actually looks like when I'm in work mode. So shout out to everybody that hopped in on that. I wish I was able to get it out a little bit earlier considering uh, the successful night that I had uh, specifically on the Carl Roberson pick or not Carl Roberson, <laughs> Carl Roberson wish he, wishes he could wrestle like Carl Williams, but shout out to Carl Williams for coming through as a plus 200 underdog. Hopefully I was able to save a couple of people from betting that D one bum, Jimmy Lawson, but uh, we ended up cashing that ticket. I did with 0.5 units on, uh, I did with 25 uh, point uh, sorry point 5 units on Naira or Nayana Maya whatever that chick's name was at plus 430 thought it was worth a little bit of a stab but didn't come through. Uh for the people in the chat if you guys could please let me know does my mic sound like it's clipping? Hopefully some of you guys know what that means in audio terms but does it sound like it's kind of cracking that it might be a little bit too loud? Um, and it might give like a little bit of a buzzing sound. If anybody feels that or hears that, please let me know and I'll make a quick adjustment because I feel like it was sounding like that on the, uh, on the prop and you up show that I did the other week with Cody and nothing, you know, peeves me more than having such a great setup, technically speaking, and then, you know, dropping the ball in terms of, uh, the actual quality that it pushes out there. Appreciate uh, Tristan and Jared letting me know that it all sounds good. Alright, so I might as well start off, you know, with my little rant slash spiel that I normally like to do at the beginning of these Lock Talk episodes and uh, yeah, a couple of things. Well, well, we'll get to my Montreal trip very shortly. Uh, a couple of comments I do want to address from the past episodes of the logcast was or not the logcast but MMA log talk was that some people thought that I was reading a little bit too quickly in terms of the questions that were being uh, asked and you know kind of responding in the way that I did um, so I'll be sure to slow down in terms of reading the question so that people can actually hear what it's saying. For me, it's more so. I want to speed through it, like speed through the question so that I can answer it, give a legitimate enough answer, take my time on it, and then move on to the next question and try to answer as many questions as possible. Um, there will come a day where I will not be able to do that. You know, I, I fully expect the, uh, I fully expect the show to continue to grow. With every addition, more views, more live viewers, all that stuff, I fully expect it to grow, Um, especially if your boy continues to stay hot the way that he is, right? Like, I need this to stay consistent, and I'm glad that I've honed in on what I'm really good at, and I'm finding that it's just picking out the money line spots as best as possible and just pulling the trigger, and that's been very, very helpful, especially since April. I want to say end of April, I've been on this crazy streak right now. Plus 40 or plus 50 units straight just on money line bets. Um, and yeah, I, I quickly want to I, I want to continue that, so I'm going to be honing in on that. Not as many prop bets or, or parlay bets from your boy as much anymore. Uh, props I'll still be taking shots on if I see really good spots, but I won't be going as deep as I used to go on them. As I've been really seeing that money line plays are the straight or, and straight wagers are definitely the way to go. In terms of my Montreal trip, great, great time. You know, the original reasoning as to why I went out there was to uh, visit some family. I had a cousin that uh, gave birth to their baby two months ago. Um, you know, not the the smoothest of deliveries, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but, you know, everything went well afterwards and uh you know they just went through a little bit of a rough patch dealing with that whole process and then i was just happy to go out there and see them and you know see how they're doing and and just spend time with them you know, i mean uh just chill in their backyard have some food um and just enjoy really catch up i don't get to do it enough with them considering they live in montreal and we don't get to see them as often so it's awesome really being able to catch up with them and all that um so that was fun um So we got there on Saturday around like 6 o'clock, 6.30, and pretty much the first thing we did, we started pre-drinking, and we went to to old Montreal, hit up this place called Montreal Poutine, probably one of the best spots for poutine in Montreal, in my opinion. Uh, Funnily enough, it's actually called Montreal Poutine, so make sure you guys go check that out if you have to as well or get the chance to, but it is in old Montreal has a beautiful, like indoor patio set up. Um, like it's like an enclosed courtyard and they have like chairs and stuff set up. Beautiful, beautiful spot. Make sure you guys go check it out. After that, we went to uh, the big Ferris wheel. Um, that's in old Montreal that took like an hour to get into because the lineup was so long. Uh, you know, that was a great experience as well. Then we went to the Basilica of Montreal. It's like a nice church, just Maybe ten minutes away from that Ferris wheel, and then we went to one of my favorite spots that I like to go to late night in Montreal called Montreal Pool Room. They have the most fire hot dogs and munchies at night, and that's exactly what I needed at three a.m. because that's what time it was when we went up there. So we hit that place up, grabbed a Uber, got back to the hotel, passed the fuck out. Uh, The next day we hit up a uh, shout out to Danny Rubinstein um of Ruby Sports and Entertainment but he suggested a bagel spot for me called uh Beauty's Beauty's Diner is just at the foot of the the Mount Royale, if anybody knows where that is but the, apparently this place has been around for almost 80 years fucking amazing food but the thing that they're known for most is bagels cream cheese and lox and for uh funnily enough you know not not me <laughs> but uh what lox are lox for those who don't know is they put like salmon on it. They put salmon on a bagel, like smoked salmon. And at first I was a little bit questionable. I was like, hmm, this that doesn't sound like it would be any good. And then it was. It was actually very fucking good. Um, you know, it's bagel, cream cheese. They cream cheese the fuck out of it, uh, smoked salmon. And then they have onions and tomatoes. But I took off the tomatoes because I absolutely dis- despise tomatoes and that, um, that type of, you know, recipe. So got that out. Um, but yeah, that that bagel was amazing. Oh, uh, fucking amazing. So if you guys ever hit up on Sean, make sure you guys check out Beauty's Diner. I don't know if it's called Beauty's Diner or Beauty's Restaurant, but it's called Beauty's. So make sure you guys check that out. Very good spot. Owner was there as well, too, which was cool. Or at least the son of the owner. Because I believe the owner or original founder has actually passed away. But yeah, it was cool meeting those guys. Uh, then we went out to, uh, to, to my cousin's house. Pretty much enjoyed the... The entirety of the day there and then we got back to the hotel around 10 o'clock and actually the night before that uh we met a guy in the same hotel that we were staying at and he said he was from Toronto and he said that he was there for an EDM festival I'm like there's an EDM festival going at Olympic Park or Olympic Stadium really so we looked it up and you know I was like oh Armin van Buren and whatever I'm like okay you know we're not going to be able to make it because we're going to be shown with our uh, our Our family and the concert is probably going to be done by 11. So, whatever, let's don't worry about it. And then somehow my brother stumbled upon the fact that it's going to be going all the way till 6 a.m. 6 (laughs) a.m. I was like, what a concert till 6 a.m.? I am not used to that at all. Like in Toronto, like even when I went to Veld years and years ago, that shit ended at like 11 or 12 o'clock and we had to go to an after hours party or an after hours club to even enjoy our rest, uh, the rest of the night. So, I'm like, yo, like. If my like and, and as I find this out as we're going to uh downtown Montreal on the on the Saturday night. So I'm catching up on the fights in the Uber. Um and the last fight that I had to watch was Syracun. And I'm like, if I hit this Hail Mary parlay that I made, I'm not sure if you guys saw it on my Twitter account, but uh I put 30 bucks on a five or six leg parlay. Let me see if I can quickly pull it up here for you guys. Um Of course, FanDuel is undergoing some maintenance. Let me see if I have the image on my Twitter account here. Um, But I I caught up on the majority of the fights at the hotel as we were pre-drinking and getting ready. Uh, Here it is. So I had Nathaniel Wood, Roman Kopilov, Robert Whitaker, uh, Magomedov inside the distance, Imovov, and then the last leg was... Gone and Tuivasa to not start round four. In my head, I thought it was gone inside the distance. So I'm shooting for Gone Inside the Distance the entire time. And I told my brother and my my girl and the wife, my wife, sorry, um, when we were there, like as I was watching the fight, I'm like, shit, if I if I hit this parlay, let's go to the concert. Let's just let's do it. We might as well make the most of it, right? And I'm watching this in the back of the fucking Uber, and you guys know how crazy that Gon and Tuivasa fight was, right? Tuivasa had some moments, Gon had his moments, and then finally Gon gets him out of there with 27 seconds left in that third round. And I'm losing my mind. I'm like, we're going to the concert, we're going to the concert. And I quickly pull up my FanDuel account, and I look at the the, the ticket, and then I realize that it was for the fight to not start round four. I was 30 seconds, less than 30 seconds away from not cashing that parlay. And then it finally fucking cashed. So it was 30 bucks to to pretty much win a grand, is what it turned out to be. Um, crazy night of predictions for me as well. 11 and one on predictions. Only one that I got wrong was Ferris and Michal Figlak. But um, yeah, we cashed out parlay. Then we decided to go to the, uh, the concert. So we go to the concert Sunday night. We get there at midnight. Armin Van Buren starts at midnight, goes all the way to 3 a.m raving my ass off it's been so long since i've ever been to an edm festival Uh, you know at 30 years old now i'm probably too old to even be at a rave but i was very much happy to be in that type of atmosphere because i you know i used to enjoy those types of things uh so we chilled her till three then we went to go burn came back in chilled another hour watched some other guy do his set and then we left and got home maybe around five and of course we're starving at that point right and in montreal there is nothing open late night like montreal or sorry, like Toronto. There's nothing open. It is horrible, absolutely horrible in terms of like Uber eating anything or trying to get some late night munchies, at least at that side of the town that we were on. Um... And then luckily we waited until A&W opened up and then we just ordered a fuck ton of a and munched on that to like six or six 30, then went to sleep, had to wake up at 10 30 to go to my cousin's house, uh, made a stop at the orange julep as some of you guys saw my Twitter account, grabbed some julep there uh, and then went to my cousin's house. And then we were on the road for 2 PM, you know, nearly Eight hours from the moment that we finally went to sleep uh, after that uh, crazy uh, party that we went to, that rave that we went to. And uh, yeah, it was one of the longest and most grueling drives I've ever had. Six hours between Toronto, or sorry, Montreal and Toronto, not to mention all the cottage country traffic that was coming back into the city. A Bunch of accidents as well. You know, I made the trip a lot longer than it should have been. Made it to my guy Rex's house for about 930, picked up my boy Alfred, uh, and then uh, got home and, you know, just, just fucking just got into this fog of like, all right, it's time to recover. And I pretty much recovered all the way up until the point, like, 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Like, I was just out of it. I couldn't focus. I couldn't, you know, muster up the energy to do any tape studying or anything like that. And then I noticed that uh, Jimmy Lawson had a new opponent. I had already tape studied that fight before the opponent changed. so I was a little bit bummed that I had to do it again. Luckily, I already knew Carl Williams. I knew that he... Uh, fought on the PFL Challengers Series 1, the first ever one that they had earlier this year. So I knew kind of what I was getting into, but I had to study him again, as well as two more fights after that, which is why I ended up going live at like 7.40 p.m., 20 minutes before the fights actually kicked off, dropped on my breakdowns for you guys, and got back into it. Even last night, like I still felt the fogginess of it, you know, of the trip and and the exhausted nature that I, that I was in. And then today, got a solid amount of sleep last night, and have been hacking away at most of my work, replying to DMs, getting back to people. You know, it's, uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw my image on Twitter as well. I had like uh, flooded notifications and DMs as well. Because when, I, when I'm when i not able to watch fights or if I'm out and stuff, I don't like to pay too much attention to Twitter in terms of like the notifications and DMs because I can't give those people enough legit time. You know, I just don't want to put the heart of to call on their message and be like, we're good. Right. I want to give them a legitimate, um, uh, a legitimate uh, response and and time, just as I would if I were in their position. So finally got the time to do the MMA lock talk, give you guys an insight on how my uh, my evening went or my weekend went. Hope you guys enjoyed the little story, but we are back at it. We are back at a UFC 279. I got to see if I can even wrangle up any of the coaches to do, to do the coaches' main event marathon this week. I might only get one or two of those guys again, but a ton of content to pump out over the next couple of days, not to mention updating the Lock of the Night and Dog of the Night Challenge, not to mention updating a couple of other things that I'm involved in. So a lot on your boys' plate over the next couple of days, but I want to stick with this MMA Lock Talk because this is the time that I feel I really get to connect to you guys and enjoy chilling with you guys as well. So... Here with you guys for another 45 minutes. Then I'm going to get back to my work. I got to see with my guy, Clint, if we're able to do our... I, I mean, I am not ready to do a full card UFC 279 breakdown. So I don't want to do the prediction strike video tonight if I can't. Um, perfect. Got a reply from my guy. Uh, yeah, got a reply from my guy, Clint. Tomorrow at lunchtime is when we're going to be doing our prediction strike breakdown for UFC 279 on my channel. So make sure you guys come back for that. But if I'm able to get through the rest of my tape tonight, I will do the MMA lock cast tonight live for you guys for UFC 279. No promises, but I will try to get through it as best as I can this evening. All right, let's get into the chat. That's what we're here for, right? And again, I'm probably going to be far behind in terms of what the comments are at right now. So if you guys are starting to drop comments after this right now, And you want to talk about something that I spoke about, uh, you know, earlier, uh, make sure you guys put RE, like RE, and then the topic that I was talking about, and then your comment, question, or suggestion, whatever, about that point that I made. Also, I had a couple of people asking about, why the fuck I have a UPS mug? UPS was the first ever job that I had in my life. First ever job. Hard labor. Lifting boxes. I wasn't a driver. I was lifting boxes, packing uh air cargo containers, unloading trailers. It was only three to four hours a day. But it was very helpful because one, they helped with college tuition. Two, easy job. And the pay wasn't that bad either for three to four hours a day. Let me know what your first job was. But I got that job when I was 15 years old, which I thought was against the law, but I was happy that I was able to get that job when I did because the family really needed it at that moment in time. All right, let's see what the chat is in here. Black Dan 3 saying thanks for the plus 11. 22 parlay cash. You just got me uh, got back to me on Twitter. You're a beast. I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, message me on Twitter again with your username here, and uh, I'll, I'll shoot you a follow, my friend. Loving these dog plays. I, I'm, I'm on fire with the dogs right now, and it's hilarious because somebody like last week or two weeks ago, uh, commented on one of my videos and said, <laughs> <coughs> sorry. And he said, uh, whenever you talk dogs, they lose. Let me pull that fucking comment up again here. Um, It was hilarious. Because like I had nothing but dogs. Oh, here we go. Uh, Don Dollars eight days ago on my week six predictions said every time you talk dogs we lose. I said what? I just cashed two big ones last week and that was uh, Mick Parkin and Cameron Simon both over plus two hundred underdogs. Then he goes, yeah, the night every dog almost hits. Like how how are you detracting from the fact that I picked underdogs because so many underdogs won that night? Doesn't make any sense. Um. Then I said, in the past several weeks, I am catch on Landware 240. Cashuera plus 150. Jeff Neal, plus 160. And so on. And then later that night, after week six, I said, add another dog to the list. Blake Builder, plus 185. How about a couple more for your ass since that as well? Let me pull up my record here real quick. Just to, just to be factually correct. Since the Blake Builder fight, there's only been two more events. But how about Nathaniel Wood, plus 120. Christian Canonas, plus 118. Carl Williams last night, plus 200. A little bit of a whiff on a half unit you know, shot on Maya, plus 430. But got to take some risks sometimes, right? I hope that guy is just eating his words right now and just feeling like a complete dumbass. Jared Curry in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Jared Curry saying that Jimmy Lawson was uh, D-none all American. <laughs> Tristan said Maya did not look like she wanted to be there. Exactly, yeah. I was expecting a little bit more of a spirited effort from her, but seemed like she was fine with just playing off her back. Lajon Dream in the chat saying thank you for an amazing weekend and the W Contenders picks. picked my man. Much love as always. Appreciate it, my friend. He's saying, I know he's going to be beating this Nate Diaz drum all week because he's a Nate Diaz fanboy, but I love the guy, so I'll let him keep doing it. He's saying, I've been putting $10 on Nate every Sunday since the fight's been announced. Still got lots of bankroll to make plays killing me don't tap podcasts in the chat appreciate that as well black m3 saying one day you won't be able to read the chat maybe maybe that day I'll uh, start getting even more uh, get more trolls or something that I'm gonna have to do with the MMA hour does and set like a two to three dollar membership fee or something so that you can actually comment in the chat (laughs) because the real ones won't play it The, the trolls probably not so much we'll see I hope I don't have to do that though the Super Chats are more than enough. That's all I got to say. Sanchez Boulevard saying, hope everyone is having a great day. Yeah, my boy, I one dream on that Nick Diaz army. I one dream also loving that smoked salmon. Smoked anything is amazing, really. You're right about that. Matt R is saying, when should we expect the full breakdown of all the UFC 279 fights? I will try to do that tonight no promises i'll try to get through it tonight i still have a good chunk of the card left to do but i have to make sure that i'm done the breakdowns uh, or at least done uh the the the, the research by tomorrow afternoon because that's what i'm going to be doing the prediction strikes video with my guy um with my guy clint so maybe tonight but for sure by by tomorrow Daniel saying you're a genius for the Williams pick. I appreciate the love, my friend. I know you're shitting on me for the Maya pick. Shout out to you for catching that minus 560. Got to look for angles every now and then. And I was surprised at how many people actually took small pokes on Maya as well. So I'm glad that I didn't feel super stupid about taking that little bit of a shot there. You know, the fight did go to a decision. A lot of people thought Bledo was going to smash her and finish her. But she stayed in the fight long enough. But still, she is dog shit. So I, I do see what you meant yesterday when we were talking about that but i'm glad that you're giving me the props for the williams pick appreciate that my friend tyler berman in the chat that's my if i'm not mistaken that's my dude from chronic combat conversations appreciate you stopping by my friend uh robot chicken wings saying drop the prediction video already i haven't had the time to research it my friend i apologize again it might be tonight or it might be tomorrow Matt R saying, Hamza could break his leg. That is true. (laughs) Sanson saying, fuck the haters. You know I got to do it. Don't tap podcasting, Uh, 950. Yeah, that's what it was. 950 is what I was able to get back. So just about a thousand bucks. Tristan is saying, I saw that parlay. That was crazy. Congrats. I'll also say this. A lot of people are saying, like, you know, why don't you drop those parlays on on the Patreon or anything like that? I, I make a lot of just random degenerate parlays at times, right? What I like to do is take my work and just pick spots and say, okay, I'll just parlay a couple of these, put it together. You know, and you guys see it, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. It's nothing crazy. So what you can do is just take the spots that you like from my best bets and props article or from my breakdowns and try to put it together. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Lots on dreams had the Gabby Garcia parlay almost hit as well. That is true. I think we were only off on man. That would have been a big fucking cash. Uh, let's see here. I had Magomedov gone Whitaker. Saint-Denis, Miranda, not to go to decision. Imovov, Kopilov, McDessie, Hakpras over two and a half. Gomez, Wood, Quinones Egger, and Figlak was the one that dropped the ball for me there. But we almost cashed that Gabby Garcia parlay. Goddamn. Daniel asking, did you pop Molly? I did not. You know, this was a pretty impromptu decision to go to that rave. I just got very drunk and very baked. (laughs) That was my choice. Tristan asking, what's better, Montreal or Toronto? I still need to make my way to Eastern Canada. Got to be Toronto, man. I love Montreal because it has a little bit of that European feel. But like Toronto, living-wise, entertainment-wise, getting any and everything that you need, Toronto is the spot. I promise that. Montreal is great for a weekend vacation and stuff like that. But I love Toronto. is saying, D-Rod, Macy, Reed, Walker, Parlay. Ooh. There is one on that that I really do not like. And it's Macy. Lajon Dream saying, New 2K dropping on Friday and Nate fights Saturday. What a freaking weekend. So much content to consume and be made. That is correct. By the way, New 2K, if I'm not mistaken, is headlined or the cover is J. Cole, right? Am I off on that? Or is that only like a a different edition that he's uh, on the cover of? Daniel's saying, Clint is battling. Clint is my boy. Clint is my boy. Everybody goes through a rough patch. He's going through a rough patch right now. All that matters. Don't have podcasting easier card to tape study. I believe it is. Daniel is saying is betting your full-time job. My full-time job is content creation and MMA gambling. You know, I, I I don't take the majority of my winnings and and pay my bills with them. I like focusing on things that are a little bit more concrete, you know, uh, the, the tape index, um, YouTube ad revenue, um, the Patreon, things like that. like Those are what I rely on. That, once those got to a point where I could pay my bills and save money, that's the time that I decided to go full-time. And it's been close to – well, it's over a year and a half to this point in time that I've been doing it full-time. I don't think I could handle the stress of solely living my life off my betting income because if I go through a rough patch – I'm going to be making some bad decisions, right? It's going to force me to just chase money, and I don't want to do that. I want to leave myself out of that as much as possible. Daniel is saying my first job is capping Blade to win. <laughs> well, you're going to have to wait for her to make it to the UFC because she did not get the contract. Tristan Sherhouse is saying, you think Darren Till starches Duplessis? I don't see Duplessis shooting on Till. I think Duplessis could start Till, to be honest. But, like, I won't pay heavy chalk on Duplessis. If you give me minus 150, I'd take a shot on him. But yeah, Tails chin could definitely be touched. And we know that Duplessis is one of the heaviest hitters nowadays. Oh. Lars Rondreem saying, I was going to DM you, but I wanted to give you flowers on stream. Appreciate it, my friend. Aaron saying, finding it difficult to for prop bets this Saturday. Oh, yeah, the Vittori bet shit won me. Yeah, sorry, brother. I try warning you. I try warning you. The line was a little bit wide, so I come. I understand why people wanted to take the shot on Vitoria there, but Whitaker is just much better than him, in my opinion. Don't have podcasting Dumont's mission. Not a bad look. Not a bad look. Ken Knowles saying, My first job I was the ice cream scooper at Friendly's. Those bastards paid me like $7.25 an hour. Going into the walk in freezer and re emerging, uh, rummaging through the plethora of five gallon ice cream boxes sucked. Wow. Shout out to my guy, Ken Knowles. Don't tap saying, Anna Helga Ferguson, live dogs to Lunan, slight dog. I will agree that I think that Ferguson is liver than people are making him sound, right? But I just have an issue with 38 years old and the fact that he just got knocked out cold four months ago. If his durability holds up, though, he's going to be a lot more live than plus 250 indicates. If that line creeps up to plus plus three hundred, 350, I might have to take a little bit of a shot on it. But what people don't realize is that was the first time his lights got completely turned off ever. Second time he's ever been KO'd, right? And it actually TKO'd. Because the first time was the Justin Gaethje fight, which he never went out in. But he took a shit ton of damage there. But he could stay more active. He could put the output here. He could probably have some wrestling success and some jiu-jitsu success. Yeah. I am not taking the chalk on Lee at all. Alex, he's saying this card is extremely rough, in my opinion. Uh, speaking of which, I've actually dropped the locker that I played yesterday. There are four fights I was able to get through yesterday, and I did manage to get a locker that I play out of one of them. Already posted on the Patreon, and the fact that your boy is on a four-event winning streak, that means the picks are only staying behind the Patreon paywall. I apologize, folks, but it's for a measly five bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. No long-term commitments or anything like that. Um, But picks will be behind the Patreon paywall until we hit a losing event again which hopefully is not in the near future. <laughs> uh, I will be dropping a free pick. Usually I like to make my dog of the night play my free pick. I haven't decided on a dog of the night play yet, but as soon as I uh, have it, I'll drop it on the Patreon first. And then on Friday, I'll be releasing what the dog of the night play is on my social media. But in terms of my full card, you'll have to uh, either try to decipher it from my full podcast that I do either later tonight or tomorrow or hop on the Patreon and check out what it is. uh andrew saying love your talks keep it going man thanks brother i appreciate it nick sisson saying don't let that dude ruffle you you know you're a bad motherfucker at the seven bay game thank you brother I-, I don't let it ruffle me it's just funny that people like you no. know they say shit that is just so stupidly untrue uh you guys are talking back and forth about my diaz i'll let you guys keep going on about that don't tap podcasting. Aldana Kiasan was a, was actually fun to tape study. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, please make sure you guys go check out my guy, Elijah on Dream. He's absolutely killing it or was killing it on the 2K side of things If he uh, when he was active with it. But please show him some support and check that out. I'm in the chat. Loving the beard we're gonna keep it going see how far we can get it i already feel like i look like a wild man but is what it is i love the way it looks oh untitled new york cards in the chat appreciate the love my friend how are you doing we are all good on my side of things oh West Coast is saying Hamza is a lock, but am I really going to tout out there a minus 1,200 favorite? The spot that I'm looking at, I'll let you guys know, the spot that I'm looking at is plus money on the under one and a half. I get it, Nate is durable, Nate is tough, but I think if Hamza goes in there and doesn't fuck about, he's going to take him down immediately, smash him almost immediately. Plus money on the under is likely what I'll be looking there. Alex E saying I should have hit ZM under last week on plus 205 if the ref did his job would have capped an insane parlay for me. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, uh Figlak was getting touched up there, honestly. And I really wish that I went with fucking ZM. So pissed that I didn't take that shot. Um Don't tap podcasting. He wouldn't have started his weekend if he had popped Molly. Man, it's getting old. Exactly. Bro, I have like two. I think on this side of this, I have two gray hairs coming in. And I have two in my soul patch as well. I'm not liking it. I got like one strand of, of gray hair coming in as well. I'll be 31 in a month's time. Too early for gray hair, folks. Too early for gray hair. BP saying, Nathaniel, Wood is in my top three fighter, favorite fighter to watch since I first watched him on Fight Island. Brent, I didn't see how he could beat Charles, but he did. I see him having great success. Yes, sir. Again, skill for skill, Wood is better than Jordan. Skill for skill. Jordan is just an entertaining fighter, and I think that's what was blinding people, right? He had that close uh, fight with Shane Burgos, almost beat him. But, you know, this might be a bit of a hot take, but I think that Shane Burgos is overrated. I really do. You know, people thinking that he's going to go to the PFL and snatch that million-dollar prize right off the bat. I think he's going to have a tough time doing so. I'm looking forward to fading Shane Burgos in the PFL with a good enough opponent. Sansan Boulevard saying, thoughts on Leach, uh, Tony, fight doesn't go to decision, minus 130 seems juicy. I feel as though it's going to be a bit of a trap, honestly. In my best bets and props go, I put over two and a half as my favorite bet on it. Cause I think people are going to overvalue the fact that Tony just got put out. And again, we put too much stock into standing KOs, right? We see it almost every single week. People expect a guy to go out there and get a standing KO. That's what we're expecting here with Leach, right? We think that he's going to knock out Tony Ferguson quickly, but this could go the distance. And I really think that Ferguson is a little bit more live than anything. BP, I think I touched on this a little bit earlier, Earlier, but uh, I do lean Drake is there to get that knockout. Lajon Dream is it's the dreamer edition of 2K that J. Cole is on the cover of. Super dope. I like it. BP asking, is Lawler live against Pons at 282? I don't think so. I think, I think Lawler is just, I think he's done. You know, that Barbarina fight was not a good look. He was putting on a good pace, but I think that we saw him start to slow down and Pons could absolutely make him slow down as well. Robot Chicken Wings is saying Clint is honest. He's not telling you to bet the house on his picks. Exactly. the The reason I respect him as much as I do and will always stand up for him, and you'll always be my boy, is the fact that he is transparent. He is honest. He's never, you know, fibbed on anybody. He's never deleted anything. Like he stands by everything. He never tries to finesse anybody. And I respect that guy. Whether they're winning or losing, it's hard to come guy come by come by guys. That are as clean and transparent as he is. Lost on Dream saying there's a Devin Booker cover, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi cover, MJ cover. Why are they coming out with so many covers? Like it's just that's too much. That is way too much. Still like the fact that J Cole got one. <laughs> Nick Sisson saying, "When is an awesome guy? Anyone out there who gambles and say they've never had a losing streak is a liar, a big fat liar. Gambling has its ups and downs, ebbs and flows. Exactly, exactly, my friend. Don't tap podcast saying pave the way. That's my goal in the next five years. There you go, my friend. Just stay consistent." Ken Noah saying, Yo, Locke, are you still cool with the boy Salvetri? You think I'm going to invest in his optimizer stuff for the NFL season? Uh, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but like, we are cordial. Like, so, like he'll like my shit. I'll like his shit. You know, I'd say we're cordial. Um, but yeah, his optimizer is dope. You know, I, I used it for a bit for MMA when we were still able to do it up here in Ontario. But after they uh, outlawed DraftKings up here, or at least uh, Daily Fantasy, I haven't been able to do it. So, um, yeah, no, uh, check it out. Check it out. I believe you can get it on his Patreon if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken. So make sure you check that out. And if you do, tell him your boy sent you. I'm not getting anything off of you telling him that, but I think he would just be uh, appreciative of the fact that I'm still spreading the word about his stuff. So make sure you guys go check him out. Fender Jazz in the chat saying, dude, I didn't watch your Contender Series picks video and I went 0 for 5 on my plays last night. Thankfully, that's the first, but damn. Yeah, not a good look, man. I'm struggling to like clean sweep the contender series. I found that I'm going like two and three or three and two on every single card. But luckily every time I bet on a card, I've, I've cashed, you know, I put out the, I put it out last night, but I'm plus 5.55 units. I think for a 64% ROI on contender series this year. And again, I just, because I'm doing well on the contender series doesn't mean I'm going to go balls to the one start making, making, luck that i plays or big money plays i still want to stick with like one max two unit bets on contender series because at a certain point you know i I know a lot of you guys hate seeing this word excuse me but there will be an eventual regression right there will eventually be a time where i hit my own rough spot so rather than getting ahead of myself and betting big on contender series i'm just going to stick with what i've been doing that's it Interesting thoughts on Poirier and Chandler. I, I lean Poirier because <clears throat> I think he's a little bit cleaner of a striker. And we saw, you know, if you can be clean like Tony Ferguson was against Chandler, you can have some success against him as well. So I'll lean Poirier there. I think he can dig deeper and I think he could come through a little bit more. When he's not completely outmatched, right? He was outmatched by Khabib. He was outmatched by, uh, who's the other guy? That Charles Oliveira. Chandler, he can beat in my opinion. Interested in what the uh, odds are going to be there, though. Jake in the chat saying, what do you think about Ferguson coming up a weight class? Don't you think that plays a huge part in a potential KO? I I don't think so. You know, he's taking this on short notice. That's the reason he's coming up a weight class here. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think so. The guy's usually been durable. Only ever been finished twice by KO. And even the first time he got finished by KO, he wasn't even out. Right? It was just a an accumulation of shots. Is that what we are expecting from Li Jingliang? I'm not sure. Um, but I am not on that chalky Li Jingliang side. on dreams really liking the lock of the night play. Let's go tape. Don't tap podcasting. Have to get on the index. Yes, you do. Make sure you guys check uh, out the index. Um. If you do your own studying, if you do your own research, check out the tape index on MMA Play 365. D Rod is the dog of the night. That's what Daniel's saying. I, I'll say this I haven't tape studied it yet, but I am leaning him. So don't be surprised if he ends up being the dog of the night. Untitled New York card saying best $5 I spent as your Patreon. I take advantage of the early lines. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. And I try to get those out as early as possible so you guys can get in on that. Uh, by the way, are you on the Discord yet? Make sure you hop in on the Discord if you haven't already done so, my friend. Lajuan Dream saying, is the man, though. Yes, he is, but we know this, one. We bet with our head, not with our heart. Lajan Dream saying, Patreon's so worth it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate the plug there. Uh, appreciate the lock on a post of it tonight and get back into it. Let's fucking go. Make sure you uh, DM that to me so I can check it out and pump it out as well. Detective Allen saying, Nate, my own plot. I remember my name when it happens. All right, we'll hold you to it, Detective Allen. Nick Sisson saying, I was a member of your patron. I always meant to tell you I left because of me. Uh, You're awesome, bro. I hit hards. I had hard times and had to cancel a lot of shit, but your Patreon is definitely worth the money. Thank you, brother. Don't ever have to apologize. You know, I I do have a lot of people that usually hit me up whenever they say they do have to cancel something for whatever reason. I appreciate anybody that goes out of the way to say things like that, but I never expect it, right? You guys have already shown me that support and I truly appreciate it. And and if you guys can't do it any further, completely understandable. I am never putting a gun to anybody's head in terms of joining my Patreon and being that guy. So appreciate it, my friend. Robot Chicken Wing saying, Rosa's live. I'm not sure about that, but we shall see once I get to it. Elevate in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Jake saying, Hamza minus 250 rounds one, two or three. Do you like that? I definitely like that better than the minus 1,200 on his money line. Yeah, that's not a bad line. I like it. Sanson saying, I'm 26 and my hair is going gray quickly. You feel your pain? Damn, bro. I don't know what it is about our jeans. Can't be, can't be getting these gray hairs too early. Uh, Detective Allen saying, yeah, under one and a half is very fair for a 37-year-old guy fighting at 20-plus pounds. Bigger than him, oh, I don't know. I believe you're talking about uh, Ferguson there. And and Lee's really not that big. You know, I don't think he's one of the bigger welterweights either. My guy, I'm saying, 31 is not too early for Gray here. I'm 35 and I'm bald. <laughs> Touche. Touche. I mean, I guess I gotta be grateful for having what I got. <laughs> Robot Chicken Wings saying Nate never does well with wrestlers. That is correct. I put it in my um <clears throat> I put it in my best bets and props article. Let me just pull it up here real quick. <clears throat> uh pa-pa-pa-pa-pa. uh. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, pretty much everyone who has attempted to take Diaz down since 20, 2007 uh, has landed has landed that takedown. The only two that didn't in that span of time was Conor McGregor and Takanori Gomi, who combined went zero of three. Literally Every opponent he's faced has taken him down. <laughs> now you're getting one of the best guys, one one of the best takedown artists, going up against him. Yeah, you'll get him down almost immediately. Daniel saying Shane Burgos is underrated in my opinion. We can all have our own opinions. I do think the opposite of that, personally. Lazaran Dream saying Leech Saturn on embedded. Sat he expects it to be a three round war. Could be. Chicken Wings saying Shane Burgos gets hit too much. I'm fading him. That is what it is. He is so goddamn hittable. That is my qualm with him, right? Great striker, good output, good variety of attack, but he gets hit way go- too goddamn much. The fight that showed that to me the most was the Josh Emmett fight. And I get it, Josh Emmett just beat Calvin Cater as well, so that's a good win for him there. But the amount of times that Emmett was able to close that distance and land on Burgos was very alarming to me. I thought Burgos was going to dance circles around him, but that was the fight that really showed me that he gets hit way too much. Elevate saying, a great upcoming card here, pretty decent back-to-back situation with a lot of great matchups. Kind of shocked with how quiet the mob is on this streak of quality matches and fights. <clears throat> I don't know if it's a a stacked card per se. You know what I mean? Like, this pales in comparison to UFC 280. UFC 280 next month is going to be fire. And it is on my birthday, by the way. So I'll be getting completely shit-faced that day. And I think I've decided that I'll be doing a live stream during the main card for that fight and just getting shit-faced with you guys. Birthday party watch party, if you want to call it that. Birthday watch party. Let me know how how many of you guys are down for that. But I'll be getting nice and sloshed on stream with you guys. Maybe I'll bring a guest, too. Who knows? Lajon Dream saying different editions have different covers. Standard edition is Devin. Championship edition is MJ. Dream edition is J. Cold. Interesting. Isn't the championship... Wasn't MJ already on a, a cover of it? I don't know. Robot Chicken Wings says this card isn't stacked at all. Terrible pay-per-view. I kind of agree. I wouldn't say terrible. I just wouldn't say it's stacked either. Fender Jazz saying, I lost money on Figlak, but was really happy for Ziem. Won on Kopilov, but, f- but felt so bad for DiCurico. Kind of glad he retired, though, to save his brain. That is correct. See that. So those are two spots right there where I was very close to the trigger on them, but did not end up doing it. You know, I, I was going to bet Figlak if he got down to minus 150. He did not, thankfully, ended up passing on that. Kopilov had some question marks for him, predicted him to win, but didn't end up getting to the betting window there. The the more that I'm sticking with this, like, strict money line only bets and just putting stock in, you know, the the lines and and my confidence in these lines, the more that I'm seeing that, you know, you can avoid landmines. Figlak was a landmine. You know what I mean? I don't know. People don't want to hear that, though. They just want to say, who's going to win? I don't care what the odds are. It does make a difference, guys, Honestly. Don't have podcast saying Tony's last KO was a circumstantial KO. I don't think he is as chinny as the world thinks. Greg Jackson whispers in Tony's ears between round two and three, go get us up. <laughs> that will be great. That'd be awesome if he did. I, I think the crowd would explode if Tony Ferguson got a finish. Robot Chicken Wings saying this really should be a fight night card. This sucks for a pay-per-view card. Yeah, but Nate Diaz is in the main event, right? That's why it's a pay- pay-per-view pretty much. Daniel's saying, well, you bet big on Bo Nickel. I'm interested to see get it, to to get into the tape of his opponent. You know, I mean, this guy's seven and one, has legitimate MMA experience, but let's see if he can actually translate when we watch the tape. Unknown saying no title pay per view though. Nate Diaz was a thought Nate Diaz was a needle mover. I think we'll find out this weekend whether he's a needle mover or not. Personally, I think the flame on Nate Diaz has really gone away. Detective Allen saying ain't no way Hamza headlining anything but a pay per view at this point. That is true. Well, his next fight will more than likely be for the title unless it's like a, a big, big name. So he'll probably be co-headlining at that point. Atkins saying, "Lock, do you think D-Rod wins? I'm very tempted to lay money on him. I haven't run the tape myself yet, but I think that I might end up playing him. Um, you know, pre-tape, I do lean him here, especially at those odds. You know, I don't hate Kevin Holland, but I can never get behind the fact that he's always chalk against some of these guys. At a certain point, it's going to blow up. And I think it's coming very shortly. Ken Noah saying, Clint is a genuinely good-hearted dude, probably a wonderful friend, father and husband, super kind dude, charismatic, honest, and he tells you straight sure up, he bets as an enthusiast and not a out. Yes, he does. That's why I love the guy uh Aaron saying lock did you watch the Nate Diaz interview it made me sick to see him fighting this weekend he's obviously pissed at the ufc and knows this his way out is through a killer i'm not watching this card i didn't see the interview but like this guy's gonna go out there and fight whoever the fuck he needs to to get what he wants right he's starting up his own promotion i wouldn't even be surprised if he ends up fighting for his own promotion to try to get it to to pick up some steam so i think that's his play here start up his new promotion during this fight week and then headline the first card that they put on. Daniel, is saying where can you watch regional fights for Dana White contender series? Check out the Tape Index, my friend. I do all that work for you guys. I find all the links, we compile it on the Tape Index and that's where you guys are able to do your own research and all that stuff. So, um yeah, MMA Play 365 Tape Index. Check that out. It's only 3.99 a month if you bet properly and you take your betting seriously. $3.99 a month for you should be nothing. I promise you. We have a lot. I'll say this. We have a lot of subscribers on there because of how successful it is. People that might even be working on the Contender Series without saying any names. <laughs> Fenner Jazz saying, I cringe thinking of Diaz and Ferguson vying for the long-term CTE title. Don't want to see Tony fight anymore. I'll say this. I don't mind this matchup. As it is a step down, but uh yeah, still still a heavy puncher that he's going up against. If his durability is there at all, he should be able to win this fight. He is absolutely live here. Atkin higher saying Jamie Pickett loses, maybe never really been high, been high on the guy. And Dennis Tululian, you know, he's shown some solid skills from what I remember of his regional stuff, but I have to redo that tape to see if I think he wins or not. Robot Chicken Wings saying, Detective, I doubt it. He's not. Connor, come on, bro. That's true. Um, don't tap podcast saying, Rosa will get bloodied. Lazaran Dream saying, I was going to ask you about the best fight odds having Nick Diaz and Diaz, and saw you tweet about it today. Yeah, they are not good. They are really fucking it up. Robot Chicken Wings saying, Juicy J is live. No, oh, man. Hakeem Dawadu striking is very difficult to deal with. Dan, you're asking, do you bet on price picks? I used to, but again, uh, once Ontario legalized uh, gambling, they outlawed daily fantasy, and with that went Prize picks, with that went underdog fantasy or whatever the fuck it's called. We can only do like actual wagering now, like betting straight up on fights. Robot Chicken Wings picked Emmett. Good on you, my friend. Kami Guthrie is down, it seems, for the uh, birthday watch party stream for UFC 288 or UFC 280. Atkins saying, why do women fighters always ruin parlays? You just need to know which women to pick. That's all I got to say. Elevate saying 280 is next level compared to these two cards. You're absolutely fucking right. You're right. Don't tap saying our play last week was Dorico. Fight doesn't go to decision plus one third early in the week. I like it. Good shit, my friend. And I can't believe um I can't believe I'm actually able to catch up with the with the comment section here. Love you guys. Robot Chicken Wings saying, birthday watch party, let's go. And remember, it is on in the afternoon. It is an afternoon card because they're over there in Abu Dhabi. So, we getting, you know, day fucked up. <laughs> don't tap podcasting. Sanko's on the index, Hey, eh? I don't know. Daniel's saying probably Yanni the Goat. Detective Allen saying, I'm really hoping the best for Tony. He looks so happy after round one versus Chandler. Yeah, he was really getting in his groove, man. He really was. Uh, you know, I got a cheer for me, Nikim. Exactly. Sansan saying Yanni is ain't using the tape index. He doesn't do tape study for sure. You know what it is. Robot. Nope. Oh, yep. Robot chicken wings saying I hear you lock. Holland is always in danger if his opponent goes the wrestling route. Maybe Daniel Rodriguez decides to do that year. Jack Bader saying, Lock the MMA go. Appreciate the love, my friend. Alex Magistro, appreciate you in the chat. With you guys for another eight minutes. So we'll see how many questions we can get through. Danny's saying I use a different head when capping women's MMA fights. Corey Epple in the chat saying I had a feeling Piglack was all hype. Are we going team parlay? Team Canada parlay this weekend. Uh, which Canadians do we have fighting? Dun, dun, dun. Let's see here. Canadians: Hakeem Duwadu, Chad and Heliger, Johan Leines. Uh, again, I haven't taped those fights yet, but I do. I'm I like pre-tape. I'm leaning Duwadu, uh, Halil Alatang, and Darian Weeks personally. Got to run the tape though. Cheshire, the cat in the chat. Nuts on your chin. You know what it is. <laughs> Alex Majestro saying Tony, one of my all-time favorites, but I can't bet him Saturday. However, I think the under two and a half is a great play. I feel like it could be a trap. I honestly feel like it could be a trap. I really can't get the best read on that fight, but I know for damn sure I'm not paying minus 300 on, on Lee Jing Leung. The only way he looks minus 300, in my opinion, is if he knocks out Tony Ferguson, and I don't think that's as live as most people think it is. Daniel saying Abu Dhabi card is the best card ever. That is true. I'll say this. You know what? uh, We can end the stream very shortly. But from from a name's standpoint, fight for fight, UFC 280 versus UFC 200. Because honestly, UFC 200 looks goddamn good as well. So let me read off let me read off UFC 280 and then I'll read off UFC 200. Now UFC 200 obviously it didn't turn out to be an amazing event in terms of the the fights, the 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 entertainment level and all that stuff. It didn't really achieve that. But name for name UFC 200 might have been the bigger fight, a uh, bigger event, right? Hold on, there's so many fights on UFC 280. Holy fuck. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, forty, fifteen 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 fights on UFC 280. All right. Top to bottom. Why am I, what am I hearing here? Why the fuck is Topology playing some random video for me? Weird. All right. Starting from the top on UFC 280. Listen closely name for name let's see how it goes charles Oliveira versus islam mahachev Aljamain sterling versus tj dillashaw Bla mohammed versus sean brady pyotr yan versus sean o'malley Benio Dariush versus matush gamrat zubera Tuhuga versus lucas almeida katlin chukagian versus manol Firo. Mahmoud murdov versus cow bohayo M- mohammed makaya versus malcolm gordon Volkan Uzdemir versus Nikita Krilov, Abubakar Nurmagomedov versus Gadzi Omar Gadziev, Armin Petrosian versus AJ Dobson, Lena Landsberg versus Carol Hosa, Hamdi Abdal versus Parker Porter, and Magomed Mustafai versus Jamie Malarkey. Now, just reading the prelims alone, UFC 200 overall was a better card, name wise. Main card, UFC 280, was probably better than UFC 200, but even that had some tough competition. So let's go main card here. Just main card. Again, main card for 280. uh, Darius Gamrat, Jan O'Malley, Muhammad Brady, Sterling, Dillashaw, Oliveira, Mahachev. Two title fights as well. We had, we were supposed to have two title fights on UFC 200, but then if you guys remembered, John Jones... Fails drug test, incepts, Anderson Silva on short notice. But this was the main card for UFC 200. Kane Velasquez versus Travis Brown, Jose Aldo versus Frankie Edgar. Sorry, there were three title fights. Supposed to be three title fights, but there were still two title fights. Aldo versus Frankie Edgar for the featherweight title, Cormier versus Anderson Silva, last minute step in, Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt, and then Amanda Nunes versus Misha Take. Mind you, remember, Cormier versus Silva, or sorry, Cormier versus Jones was supposed to be the main, main. Event so main card, yes, I can lean UFC 280, but the prelims, guys, prelims, much bigger names, much funner fights, in my opinion. On UFC 200, Juliana Pena versus Kat Zingano, Kelvin Gastelum versus Johnny Hendricks, TJ Dillashaw versus Hafiala Sunsau, Sage Northcutt versus Enrique Marine, Joe Lozon versus Diego Sanchez, Gay Guard, motherfucking Musasi. Versus Tiago Santos was the second fight of the night. You know what the second fight of the night is currently for UFC 280? Hamdi Abdel Wahab versus Parker Porter. And I love Parker Porter. You guys know me. And then first fight of the night, Jim Miller versus Takanori Gomi. So main card, yes, I can agree that 280 is better than 200. But prelims, you know, an overall card, 200, might have had the better... Um. Better name value. Creeping Dang saying minus 120 on lad is nice. McMahon is old and her face breaks like a dinner plate on the driveway. True, but good God, lad has not looked good over his last several fights. NDA Cheshire Cat saying Lachlan acting like we didn't hair up in 2020. Yes, we did. I still got love for you, my friend. Detective Allen saying, BD Watch Party sounds awesome. Does YouTube allow smoking on live streams? I know Twitch allows it. I'm not sure about that, but I'll just be drinking that night. Don't worry. Aaron saying, 279 access tickets had almost 30% of T-Mobile, T-Mobile arena tickets still available. This card is going to be a dud in the box office. That's not what Dana said, but I do agree with you, Aaron. I think it's going to end up being a dud. Lars and Dream saying, propping you up tomorrow. Yes, sir. Five o'clock, hopefully tomorrow. Like I, I'm saying, can I be your special guest for your birthday day drinking? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I know it's your birthday uh, soon around that time as well. Chester Cat saying, "I'll tape a butthole." Of course, you will. Mario Burrell in the chat saying, "Thoughts on Kevin Holland going forward? Uh, I gotta tape that fight, my friend. I still gotta tape that fight, but D-Rod seems to be a live underdog." Uh, Jack saying Nate Hamza might go the distance Hamza spends all his energy to get Nate out of there In first two rounds then gasses himself out And just does, just does enough to survive I disagree I think he'll be able to slice through Nate like butter on the ground Personally Lajon Dream saying 281 is insane as well I don't call what UFC 281 is Oh is that uh, That's MSG right uh, Adesanya Pereira Esparza, Zhang, Poirier, Chandler I wish that was a five-rounder. It seems like it's only three-rounder. Blanchfield, McCann, Reyes, Span, Chisano, Choi, Likano, Riddell, Kowakevich, Juarez, Azatar, Frivola, Hooker, Poilus, Olberg, Negomariano, Petrowski, Herman. I think even the prelims for 281 are better than the prelims for 280. Creeping Dang saying Firo is a starter. I think she finishes Chouk. She could. She might. Can't wait to see what the odds are there. You give me plus 200 or higher on Chouk. I'm taking a shot on Chouk, honestly. Corey Epo saying Danielle Wolf is a hottie at 39 and one pro fight. After and I don't know if she would still be as fine after. That is true. Detective Allen saying Blackfield McCann. I thought they were trying to build her up well. Apparently McCann won a Blanchefield. So here we are. All right. Appreciate everybody that stopped by the chat today. Make sure you guys hit that like and subscribe if you haven't already. We hit that one hour mark. I'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. for another MMA Lock Talk. I'll also be doing a prediction strikes full card breakdown with Clint at around noon tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Um Maybe doing a breakdown of the full card myself tonight for the MMA Lockcast if I'm able to get to the full card myself. Uh, And then, yeah, uh, Coach's Main Event Marathon will likely drop on Friday. Got to see which coaches I can get together for that. And then Ultimate Wayne Show on Friday as well. So a ton of content coming your way over the next couple days. Your boy's going to be very locked up and busy. I apologize, but we do it. My guy, Cheshire Cat, saying Desert Bush. I see you, my friend. Lajon Dream Singh, is there propping you up, or did I miss you mention that? Yes, I'll. We're going to be aiming to do propping you up tomorrow at five p.m. Cheshire Cat saying that's funny. Do you get it? I don't. I don't get it. Desert Bush, or is it like, uh, like an army operation or something? Tushar Cat saying lots of Abu Dhabi Bush. I don't know what you're fucking saying. I love you, man. Get your ass back in the Discord and the Patreon, and you can uh, give us your ramblings as always. All right. (laughs) He's saying because of pubic hair. (laughs) You're fucking chokes, bro. All right. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. I'll catch you guys hopefully later tonight for a full 279 breakdown on the LogCast, but no promises. I got to get through the tape first. All right. Peace, guys. Love you.